Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Welcome to Real Answers. I'm Dr. Kate Siner, and today we're going to be talking about seven myths about happiness and the truth that will set you free. So happiness is something that started to become more and more popular in the psychological community only of recently um, with uh, the growth of positive psychology. And uh, prior to this, um, the field of psychology was most focused on what was going wrong to look at the problems and then to see how could we get people from the problems to this place of where they are functioning better. And then there came this new way of looking at things, positive psychology. How come we haven't discussed, like how come we haven't studied, how come we haven't taken a look at what is going right and how to get it to go right more often. And ever since this point in time, happiness has become a forefront. You have Things like the gross, growth, gross national happiness project, uh, or quotient. And you have, uh, studies that are going out about, you know, what kind of places, locations, experiences, all of that kind of stuff is making people happier now. Like, what are the things that go into the good life? However, what we all often see is some distortions in this. So there's always some confusion, um, related to any idea. And one of the things about happiness is that, or rather several things about happiness are actual distortions of what the real truth is. And they prevent us from truly creating the kind of happiness that we want to be able to create in our life. So um, the, the purpose of this show today is to take a look at how uh, happiness is, you know, the myths that around happiness and how they have affected our our way of uh, moving towards it, the way of creating it for ourselves. So by busting through these myths, we're able then to step more completely into our own happiness and own well-being. So the first myth that I'd like to bust is that um, you know how to be happy. Uh, this is just not the truth. Uh, I, unfortunately, we have taught ourselves or been taught ourselves uh, to uh, how not to be happy, how to go against ourselves, how to do things that are out of alignment with who we are. And we're given very little education on how to tap in, tune in, or feel our own happiness. And uh, this is because for the same thing that you see in the field of psychology, we were looking at the problems and, uh, and then kind of woke up to this idea that maybe we should look at what works. Um, collectively, people, for the most part, have been looking at uh, the problems or they've been uh, looking at what it is, you know, they get passed down the limitations from their family system. 
So it is, if your mother didn't know how to make herself happy, how could she teach you the skills that you need to make yourself happy? And so people are horribly underprepared when it comes to creating more happiness in their life. And then this becomes a huge stumbling block because they think that they're supposed to know. And so, you know, in thinking that they're supposed to know, sometimes there isn't as deep of an inquiry as would be helpful. Sometimes people go for like a default. Well, it seems like everybody else thinks that it's this. Therefore, maybe, you know, being happy is really about whatever the, you know, the, the family, the, uh, you know, the, the marriage, the job, the right car, or, you know, getting a massage more often, whatever. And uh, so they just kind of go with what it seems like is making sense to other people because that's how we learn. We learn from, you know, other people and as well as our own experience. So if we don't have any personal experience, we're going to start looking around trying to figure out, okay, how does this happiness thing work? And it's easy to not question the whole process when we think that we're supposed to know in the first place. Right. So that, that building in the fact that we should already have this information actually keeps us in that process of not really just saying, whoa, wait a second here. I think I need to learn something about this. Where can I actually learn how to make uh, and create more happiness for myself? In um, the really good news about this is that, of course, you can learn that there are important skills that you can learn that will make a huge difference in the way that you're living your life. And that's part of what I teach in my life work community program, the skills that help you be able to really open up and create the kind of life that you want to be able to welcome in a whole new level of happiness and satisfaction in your life. So if you are stymied when it comes to understanding how to create more happiness in your life, you are not alone. Um, you haven't done anything wrong. You didn't miss anything. Chances are it wasn't in your environment. And now that you know that you might not be as informed as you could be, I would say start looking for resources to be able to grow that part of yourself. Start understanding how it is that you might be able to create more happiness for you. So myth number two is that the goal is to be happy all the time. So, uh, you know, this is something that lives, it's like in our child mind. And because if you, if you think about that intellectually, chances are you could say, well, you know, I know that I'm not anything all the time. And so of course there's going to be fluctuations in this, but there's a part of our kind of our child consciousness that might latch onto the idea that if we're not happy for a period of our life or in a certain circumstance, that something's wrong. And this is because of our incredible lack of emotional um, education. And so uh, there is, things get lost in translation. And one of the things that gets lost in translation is that no matter how much you evolve, no matter how much more insight you have about the workings of the world, painful circumstances are still painful. There are situations that make you angry. There are situations that make you sad. And there is nothing wrong with those experiences or any other experiences. 
that it's about our ability to feel our emotions and then to be able to move into something more positive to ourselves. So we feel what we feel and then we move into what's next for us, this next level of expansion, growth, etc. So you're not really looking to create a permanent state of being. If you're, if you're going through a particularly dark or challenging period, that doesn't mean that you're not spiritually evolved. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're doing something wrong. But there might be ways that you're able to approach those emotions or approach those situations so that you are able to, you know, transcend them. You're able to move into a better, stronger, more open um, way of being. So uh, by starting to learn those skills, starting to learn how to work with your emotions uh, more effectively, the result of all of that is actually that you do feel happier more of the time. So you, you get there, you just get there a different way. And, uh, you know, you're more likely to be able to find happiness even when things are particularly challenging. But the, it's so different than trying to overlay or, you know, sort of infuse happiness somewhere where it really isn't. So uh, give yourself some time to feel your emotions before stepping into whatever is the next evolution. Uh, learn to move things in a, um, a positive direction for yourself without denying the difficulty that comes along the way. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then I will be back in just a moment with more happiness myths. Hello, this is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about happiness, happiness myths. And uh, first of all, the first one was you know how to be happy. The second one is the goal is to be happy all the time. And the third is that happiness is linked to external events, right? So uh, once again, sometimes we live in a duality. Sometimes we live with I know that and I don't know that at the same time. And so when it, when it comes to myths like this, it's just important to take a look at the part of you that might still be believing in it and how that's affecting you and how that's affecting your life overall. So uh, it's been shown, it's been proven essentially that there's no amount of external uh, stuff uh, that creates true happiness. Now, um, it is true that there's a difference in happiness levels um, between people who have enough to meet their, you know, survival needs and people who don't. So that, that is a place where um, having really makes a difference. Aside from that, it's an inside job. So we're not leaving out the fact that material possessions do make a difference. Being able to feed yourself, having a roof over your head, all of that kind of stuff that makes a difference in how happy a person is, like how much happiness they're able to embrace a lot of the time. But at a, at a certain point where those needs are taken care of, it doesn't help you be any happier. The happier is the inside work 
it's helping it's it's shifting the things the internal limitations that stop you from being able to really feel and experience happiness and it's those it's this kind of stuff that gets talked about all the time uh, you know, that it's the strength of your relationships and it is your ability to appreciate beauty. And it is, you know, it's like those kind of things, you know, are our capacity to really engage in life and feel life is, uh, is what will make us make the difference between our being truly happy and our being less so. So if you think that that next job or, you know, your next uh, relationship or whatever is going to be the thing that's going to make a difference, I would stop for a second and ask yourself what you truly need and truly want to be happy. Uh, that can be a game changer, a life, life changer. Um, as you start to put those components in place, you're going to care less about uh, some of the more superficial things that maybe seemed so important. Um, before you did that. So uh, you can't find your happiness in external events. Uh, our next happiness myth is that other people can make you happy. So as much as you're being in good relationship with people in, in your life and having close relationships with people in your life makes a difference in your happiness, other people can't truly make you happy. You could have the a loving and supportive person around you. And if you are unable to create happiness in your own, you're not actually going to be able to receive from them what it is that they're offering. And if um, you are, you know, say, focused on your own loneliness and desire to have another person alleviate that for you, um, it's only it's going to be fleeting. Because it's the, it's the inside shift that needs to happen in order for um, you to be, you know, to really get the benefit from your relationships. So you can see, like as I'm saying, like a lot of the myths here have a lot to do with like, hey, wait a second here. The work to be done is on the inside. Um, and you, you, uh, you need to, to take a look at how you might shift and how you might change in order to be able to embrace more happiness. Um, so it's important to pay attention to who you feel happy around and who you don't feel happy around. That's a component in this is to say, okay, well, it's not about, you know, other people making me happy, but I do want to acknowledge how I feel around other people so that I can start to take responsibility for the way that I'm in relationship. And I can start to build my happiness and surround myself with people who I truly feel from the inside out are, you know, supportive of my happiness. Flipping this all around, um, I, I, I know it's, it's easy as I start to say, well, it's not an outside thing. It's easy to start to think, okay, well, I just need to do all the internal work, but there's a flip myth 
that actually happens for some people. They think, okay, well, I know it's not about external things, so it must be about internal things. So therefore, this, you know, bad relationship, this, uh, you know, uh, the environment that I'm in, the work environment, that I'm, they shouldn't be impacting me in this way. I should be able to be anywhere and be happy. And there's a little bit of truth to that because, again, happiness is an inside job, but there's also a way that there isn't, there isn't truth there. And I always like to just talk about like a, a cactus in a rainforest, um, you know, or an orchid in a desert um, that you, you, if you take something, if you take something out of its natural environment and you put it into the opposite environment. The opposite environment isn't necessarily bad. There isn't anything wrong with it, but it doesn't have what's necessary in order for that organism to really be able to grow there. So if we ignore the impact that our environment has on us, then we've, we've missed, we've missed something very important. We've missed a component of what will truly make us happy. If you're fighting against your environment all the time, one way or another, that is going to detract from your capacity, your ability to really be in your own joy and pleasure. So if you are seeking, if you are seeking your happiness outside yourself and you don't look inside as far as what it is that you can shift. Or if you just tell yourself, oh, I need to shift the inside, so I'm not going to pay attention to the outside. Either way, you're detracting from your own happiness. You've got caught up in one of the components of a myth around happiness that actually is limiting or restricting the way that you are, you are able to really, um, really embrace your life, truly embrace your life. So uh, you want to continue to work around that. Look at things from different perspectives and, uh, and start to ask yourself the question, am I putting too much emphasis either externally or internally? And do I need to, you know, make an adjustment in order to balance things out? All right, so we're going to go to the next commercial break, and I will be back in just a couple minutes with uh, the last on my list of seven happiness myths and uh, the truth that will set you free. All right, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and I am back with the last uh, few myths that can uh, that that you can bust in order to embrace more happiness in your life. So, uh, you need to be somewhere else to be happy, right? So building on everything that we've just talked about, if you're one of those people who kind of keeps looking around the corner uh, or over the horizon for your happiness, then you're not going to find it there. That fictitious time in the future when we have truly found our own happiness and we're able to, uh, we're able to embrace it 
is uh, is just that. It's um, a fictional time in the future. Um, so what happens is is that what we're really just doing is we're 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 looking away from some of the hard work that we need to do in order to truly step into our happiness. And instead we're imagining that there is an event or time or something like that. So sometimes it's like, I'm going to be happy when, you know, and then this external event. And other times it's just like, you know, this generalized sense that sometime in the future, happiness is going to occur. Not now, but then. And so we've shifted it from now and how I can embrace it now and we've even, if it's very well-meaning, we've turned it into a process, an event that happens in the future. So to rebalance this a little bit, it's important to look at how can I be happier now? What can I do in this moment to help create happiness? You know, what is it that, you know, is missing for me? And this is something that so few people do actively and regularly in their life. And the people who do it actively and regularly in their life are far happier. So it is, it is a, a powerful thing to start to do, to pause in a moment where things are not working the way that you want, um, or they're not feeling comfortable, or they're feeling unhappy, and to pause and to say, okay, what could I do right now to create more happiness for myself? In order to do that, you actually need to be willing, uh, like you, you need to believe that happiness is actually a bit of a norm. It's something that should be a part or can be a part of each moment. And, um, when you, when you shift into that mindset, oh, happiness can be here now. What is it that I want to do or what is it that I can do to bring in more happiness? Then it's like we, we've got, I mean, you have a whole, it's a whole different game. And that is like you're at the seat of empowerment in, in your life. And you're able to, of course, embrace and embody happiness in whole new ways. So very important thing uh, to remedying this is to bring happiness into the now. Okay. So the, the next myth, our, our last and final myth, is that happiness is available to you regardless of how you act or what you do, right? So while one hand, I just said, happiness is, you have to kind of believe that it's this norm, right? And that uh, it's the way that things can be. That's important. And as we live in this world where, you know, these, these paradoxes exist, we actually have to embrace both of them. And the flip side is that if you feel entitled to happiness, then that throws you out of whack as well. So uh, it's just like, I should be happy regardless of whether I put in effort. I should be happy, uh, you know, you know, that's just like my, my, my birthright. It's, it's the way that things should be. The entitlement of this perspective limits 
your capacity to be happy. So it's because it's like that, that entitlement makes everything that happens to you an injustice. Well, that shouldn't have happened because I'm entitled to be happy. You shouldn't act like that. I shouldn't experience that situation, right? So they become these the like ideas about what we should or shouldn't experience. So we're in this place of judgment about what it is that we're experiencing versus able to truly embrace happiness. So having happiness doesn't mean, okay, so I'm going to move into happiness in my life. All right, I should have a, a, it's clean sailing from here on out. You know, I, I did my work. I understand what happiness is. I know how to bring it in on my life. And therefore, happiness should be here, right? Should be here to stay. Another one of the myths. Um, and it should be, it should be here regardless of what I do or how I act. And it's like more like happiness is a living entity that you need to take care of. And that if you take that, we'll go back to plants again. If you take that plant and you stick it in the corner or in the closet, right? Um, most plants are not going to be happy with that. Some of them will bloom. Um, but it, let's just say you don't give it water. You keep it in the dark, all of that kind of stuff. It's not going to just persist in growing and being healthy. So the idea that you can, you can keep, uh, you can kind of take care of yourself however you want and you can approach things in whatever amount of lackluster way you want and that it's going to still, that you're going to still maintain the same level of happiness is, is kind of equally as off track. So it's really important to start to take a look at um, what am I doing to cultivate happiness and how can I show gratitude for all the happiness that comes my way. So the remedy really here is gratitude. When you're grateful for all the happiness that you experience, that generates more happiness. When you feel entitled to the happiness that you have, then it's sort of like, I probably should have some more. You know, so it's a, it's a very different dynamic. So that gratitude for all the wonderful things that come our way on those beautiful moments that we have is what generates more and more happiness and more and more well-being. So those are our happiness myths that you know how to be happy, that you, the goal is to be happy all the time, that happiness is linked to external events. Other people can make you happy. You can be anywhere and be happy. You need to be somewhere else to be happy. And happiness is available to, re, regard, to you regardless of how you act or what you do. So I want to thank you for joining me today on Real Answers. If you'd like to find out more about my work, you can go to katesiner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R. Um, and I look forward to being with you next time on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. 
Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help. 